The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah, that's right, everybody. It is Tuesday. Good morning. It's Tuesday, August 15th, and today is National Leather Crafters Day. Oh, man. Also, National Lemon Meringue Pie Day. That happens to be my mom's favorite kind of pie next to pecan. And it is also VJ Day and National Relaxation Day. I bet what you're thinking, VJ? Rico, yeah, VJ, that is not what you're thinking. It has something to do with some wars, has nothing to do with what you think is VJ. But nonetheless, it, thank it, you it, for joining us. It means you can't thinking, afford it. Of video jockeys. No, no, you know no, 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 no. If you don't know what VJ means, it means you can't afford it. No, no, that is not That is not, that is not. not what it means at all. Thank you for joining us and getting high at night with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code. Right there in the top hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And uh, ultimately, we'll be audio only on Twitter spaces, but we're still not there yet. But nonetheless, we are going to kick it off with the dope dad himself. That's right. He's a professional flip flopper, a professional backstroker, and of course, a professional pedal pusher. That's right. It is none other than the Mr. Rico Lamite. Uh, yeah, Jason. Appreciate the warm intro, Jason. Um, I'm more of a fan of VJJ Day than VJ Day. I'm, so. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Just saying. So um, I, got, I got some interesting news today, man. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about ETFs. So um, when you're not an investment professional, you don't have the time to research the ins and outs of a particular industry on a daily basis, but you do want to get into an investment uh, into a little investment action and avoid missing out on whatever hot market trend is buzzing at a particular time. The easiest and usually a safer route of doing so is through an exchange traded fund or ETF. Like mutual funds, ETFs are investment funds or financial products traded on exchanges that own assets like stocks, bonds, currencies, futures, contracts, and other commodities. Um, the idea is like, instead of paying an investment manager actively uh, traded for you and ETFs holdings are managed and tied to a specific index or category grouping. 
Uh, the basic idea is you're going to get the, the diversification, low costs, and uh, the ability to trade shares live during the day without paying the bigger fees associated with mutual funds or higher risks that's tied into trading individual stocks. Uh, so if you're interested in investing in cannabis, uh, you believe the, in the industry and you think it's going to skyrocket at some point, but you don't want the risk of putting all your money into a single company like Curaleaf or Trulieve, um, a cannabis ETF um, traditionally would be a good choice. Uh, this is the thinking behind the advisor shares Poseidon Dynamic Cannabis Exchange Traded Fund um, or ETF uh, managed by the Emily uh, and Morgan, it, managed by Emily and Morgan Paxia, the sibling founders of the California-based cannabis hedge fund Poseidon Investment Management. In 2021, their aim was to support a broadening investor interest in the cannabis and offer a less risky vehicle for folks to access the broad industry's offerings. Uh, the price of the ETF dropped nearly 90% since launching November 2021 on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol PSDN, declining from $9.33 at launch to approximately $1 in the recent months. In less than two years after launching, they announced yesterday that they will be shutting down. Morgan Paxia, Poseidon's managing director, uh, said this to MJ Biz in an email. While we continue to see a bright future in the industry, the Poseidon Fund is not immune to the broader macroeconomic environment and more specifically, the dramatic shift in investor sentiment that has impacted the cannabis industry. Uh, the move reflects multiple headwinds facing the industry, such as uh, falling wholesale prices and the slow price of federal reform, as well as dwindling investor interest in marijuana stocks, end quote. The ETF's final day of trading will be August 25th. Um, a statement of additional information on their website said the ac actively managed fund will liquidate all of its assets and distribute the proceeds to shareholders on September 1st. Now, Poseidon's a well-known and respected name in the cannabis investment lane, and their money's been on the winning side of some of the biggest success stories over the last decade. But everybody takes an L at some point. The advisor shares dynamic ETF is a big one for them. Uh, but I think the bigger concern here is the fact that it's an ETF and more negatively indicative of the broader industry's health than Poseidon's management choices. Uh, the pure U.S. cannabis ETF um, another actively managed ETF under the advisor shares umbrella declined about 84% over the same period uh, that Poseidon dropped 90. So uh, when your money's in the market, it's never a time to panic um, as volatility exposes opportunities at discounts never available when everything's going well. Billionaires are made in down markets, but it's definitely a time to keep your antennas up and uh, be more aware of what's real and what's not. The companies that make it through tough times are never built off of hype. It's always the boring ones with repeatable processes, scalability, sound money management, and strong experienced teams on board that make it through. Uh, we're going to be seeing uh, some very interesting times ahead of us in the near future. Um, I'm ready for it, man. Uh, follow the money. Is Rico Lamit, Dobas Dad on the street? I'd hear from you guys on this one, man. This is kind of a big leading indicator is a blaring red light i mean i know they were i know they were very active on twitter all the time like i'd see emily posting all the time so does this mean that she is not going to be posting on twitter anymore now i don't know like um they're weekly, she'll just be posting um, about yeah, about dog about uh dog clothes and about uh you know that new industry of uh you know clothing the pets that'll be that'll yeah. be the next column 
niche industries, man. It's, it's, it's like, like at times like this, when everything else is, is, is crumbling, you're going to see new ideas pop out. You see new players pop out too. Um, I don't know if they're going to be still doing there because it was tied to their advisor shares um, mm-hmm. um, uh, a deal uh, when they were doing the, uh, the Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I don't know if they'll, they'll still be doing those, but um, they've always been really, really open about sharing what their insights are. And I think they're just going to f- uh, pick another lane to do that. So how, 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 how many losers are really in this with them, with them closing down? How many people financially are actually affected? Good question. Um, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at their interview right now. Yeah, because that's, that, that's the real question. How many so, people are losing millions of dollars and how many people are just going to be there's coming not up that short? Much, there's not that much in there anymore. I mean, it's down 90%. Just keep it at that. Um, there's, so uh, people have already lost. There's $2.8 million left assets under management. Um, 2.7 shares, like 2.765 shares total out in the market right now. 2.7 million. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a shame that, uh, you know, investing in cannabis stocks just isn't sexy anymore. You know, there's uh, so many yeah. so many companies going out of business and overspending, not really creating the promised revenue. Uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I think I think another way another way to access like I mean if you still believe in putting your money where your mouth is, still believe in the broad market overall. Like like look at a lot of the ancillary plays there. Look at the the broader companies. Scott's Miracle Grow is 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 one of the the the, the biggest access points. Like a lot of stuff that cannabis companies are still going to be using. Just know that there's a huge changing of the guard going on right now. We saw Cureleaf this year pull out of all of the major markets. We see True Leaf pulling out and just going all in on Florida. There's going to be seismic shifts with some of the biggest names that we've known over the years. It's just a huge changing of the guard, but um, the uh, the framework is still going to be there. Um, people still need water. People still need tools. People still need uh, um, access to stuff to run their businesses. Those are probably going to be safer bets um, around these times than trying to pick a horse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, can I ask a question first? Go for it. Um, and I, I've never declared finances as my major talent. Uh, so my question is to you, Rico. Is it possible mm-hmm. more that this could have been mismanaged other than just nobody likes pot anymore? Uh, with them, it's a broad market ETF. I would say so okay. if, it was, if it was a focused fund or a mutual fund. But on a broad market ETF, it's a bunch of generic names in there. So this is more, that's that's what I was saying at the end of uh, my reading there. It's more indicative of the broad market than it is just being mismanaged. Uh, their closest competitor there, uh, the pure cannabis uh, ETF, they're struggling too. They're not that much far behind. They're down 84% in the same, in the same exact time period. I like yeah, it's all a reflection of revenue. Nobody's I, making I, any I, revenue. Well, I, I like what <laughs> I like what Benson just 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 threw out here in the chat. He said none of these people touched a plant, therefore let them all fail. T H Y all. I don't know what the hell that means. T H Y all, but I mean, I I imagine that means thank you all. I I just think here's what I think. I think the problem with ETFs and just investment strategy in general is like you can't bet on the larger industry. You have to bet on someone doing a specific thing, creating a specific widget or, you know, creating an environment or a culture that's going to, you know, 
traverse this time period where everyone else is failing. So the problem with like betting on a large swath of operators is the majority of these guys are all going to go down and there's only going to be a few key players left. This is, you know, an oligopoly, just like everything else in this country. Yep. And going to continue that way. And so if you're an investor, you're going to invest in people or you invest in companies doing good stuff. And you're not going to try to like throw cast a big net because you just don't know where to put your money. And there's no real expert to tell you where to put your money. And yeah, I think we, that's we're not. Yeah, I, I, would, it's, I would partially agree with you there. Uh, we're just not there as an industry. It's still federally illegal. Um, uh, people are still not figuring. Yeah, people still don't know which states they're going to succeed in. So if you're yeah, going to go for I, the legality, market, yeah, I think legality yeah. creates the situation where you want to invest. It's like that's where you actually. But it's get not legal edge. though, Saman. None of this yeah, shit but is legal. But but when you have innovation and you have regulation and there's a there's a hinging point. That's where the people that invest in the in the innovation are going to win because regulations, you know, eventually just going to have to kind of bend or to kind of like be flexible to that innovation. And so mm -hmm. in, in any in anything, right, it's like all of these industries at one time were new burgeoning. They were illegal, whatever. It's like that's that's kind of how it's going to go. Well, yeah, and if you if, if you're going to go deep on a individual investment just know just make sure you know that company inside and out and like i said it's, it's generally the the boring companies that make it through the tough times it's, it's yeah. ones with an experienced team they're doing boring shit and if they're not doing they don't have to be doing boring shit but it's a repeatable scalable process if it's not chances are they're going to run out of cash and they're not going to be here next mm -hmm. year just think of it that way they're going to um, run out of cash go broad market like go with a broad market that's federally legal <laughs> because I love, I love companies that shut their mouths and keep their heads down and work. Right. I mean, this is the guys who like are building them. the plane as they fly it always run into the side of a fucking mountain. They drive me nuts. I mean, they're just terrible. Revenue. Wall oh, Street yeah. wants revenue. <laughs> you got to go with the companies that are creating revenue. Have that's an right. uptick, even if it's a, it doesn't have to be a hockey stick, but just a nice slow increase in revenue. Slopes. That's what Wall Street wants. A little but slow snail's pace. NFTs, man. What about those NFTs, bro? Oh, that's a, that's <laughs> a, that's a Yeah, we got too. some great digital ones. Oh, boy. Great, great digital weed at. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. I, you know what I say? I say short them all because that's what you should do with every single cannabis stock. Short them all. You know what, Jason? You know, it's, it's, it's funny. You, you always say that shit. Yep, it's true. And, um, you know, we are not. We are not giving financial advice. advice. We, That's we, right. We, yeah, we can't legally give advice. But um, anybody following your advice and you saying that like like once a week over the last year <laughs> might have made some money. I mean, I mean, they would have. And I'm just telling you, just as an insider perspective, I if, if I was investing in this shit, I would be shorting on every single one of these companies. Short them Jason all. Jason Bank you wouldn't be sitting in a construction zone. I would not be sitting in construction zone. Exactly right. Exactly right. You're very cute. Very cute, Gretchen. Very cute. Invest in the You would have bought the studio already built. Um, Invest uh, in bricks. Actually, there is a lot of studios that are that are really cheap on the market right now since the strikes going on here in Hollywood. So you know what I mean. You, you know, I think you're onto something. Right all right, there, keep it moving next. That's right. Let's let's yes. roll. We're gonna roll right into a commercial, and we'll be right back. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out.
He is the cannabis industry's longest continuously operating retailer, known for smoking the best weed in the world, and a strong supporter of the four, count it, four-time indictment champion of the world, Donald J. Trump. (laughs) Yes, the most vindicated man on the planet. That's right. Just wait and watch and wait and see, and you're going to watch this all, this all big election fraud going on out there. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. But... Nonetheless, hey, Rico Day too. Yeah, my, it Rico my, Day also. No, no it is yeah. not Rico's Day. No, it is not Rico's Day. It was not. We listed what days <laughs> it was at the beginning of the show, Todd. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I I tell you what today is. Today, today is 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 celebrate bus day. Okay, because we have three stories today that are all around about big busts going on across the country. And this is the this is the kicker offer right here. All right, you guys, California officials eradicate 67,000 plants in in quotes, the largest ever cannabis enforcement action. I don't know if that's really true, but that's what they're saying in the headline. California's United Cannabis Enforcement Task Force last month eradicated more than 67,000 illegally cultivated cannabis plants and seized more than 8,000 pounds of cannabis products as part of its crackdown on the illicit cannabis market. California's United Cannabis Enforcement Task Force, UCETF, sounds like one of those things you trade, Rico, last month eradicated 67,045 illegally cultivated cannabis plants and seized 8,019 pounds of processed cannabis as part of its crackdown on illicit cannabis operators. In all, the plants and and The plants and processed cannabis were worth an estimated $68.5 million. Todd, can you break out your calculator, please, and break this down for us? The operation from July 11th through the 13th included 24 search warrants and also uncovered a dozen farms. The warrants were served in Whitney Creek, Harry Cash, Shasta Vistas areas, and Siskiyou County. The UCETF Describe the enforcement action as its largest ever. The operation targeted illicit cannabis cultivation sites that threaten the environment, workers, and other members of the public. The UCETF said in a press release, in quotes, the sites in question were associated with suspected environmental violations, including the use of unlawful pesticides and other toxic chemicals. These dangerous chemicals not only degrade California's natural resources, but also endanger workers and other, others exposed to them. Governor Gavin Newsom uh, created a multi-agency task force back in October of 2022. In May, the UCETF said that from January 1 through March 30th, it had seized more than 52 million in unlicensed cannabis and cannabis products, despite serving nine fewer warrants than the previous quarter. From October 22nd, from October 2022 to May 2023, the UCETF has seized 84652875 dollars in unlicensed cannabis through the serving of 51 search warrants while eradicating 82,216 plants and seizing 13 farms. I'm not sure if all this math adds up, and I'm not even sure if this is really the biggest bust that California has ever seen. I'm very, 
very, very questionable on that. But nonetheless, it might be the biggest since this organization was just created. But also remember, this organization is barely a year old. And nonetheless, this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News Hour. What do y'all think about this? Actually got just under 66,000 as I was doing the calculations. So uh, headlines wrong. Yeah, the headlines wrong. That's what I, f- I figured their math was wrong. I figured that, Todd. When I'm when I'm reading these numbers, I'm like, these numbers do not add up just just from like just glancing at them. If I was a if I was one of those spreadsheet paper pushers, maybe over at Poseidon, maybe they could make some math correct out of this. What do you think, Rico? Fake <laughs> math, alternate I, math, right? Yeah, this is yeah, this is a bunch of smoke and mirrors, man. <laughs> you know, the good news is they're eradicating you know illegal grows. Right? That's the good thing. Um, I mean, but is it? But is it, Todd? I mean, these people might be growing better than a lot of the a lot a lot better weed than what the people are being pr- producing on the legal market. I don't know. You're a licensed retailer, right? That has to pay taxes and licensing fees and all of the other stuff to stay legal, right? You're highly regulated. You got to follow some rules. And uh, you think it's all right for the other folks not to? Well, uh, we're we're talking about the retail side. We're not talking about them going in and closing down illicit stores. We're talking about illicit cultivations. Well, where are they selling the stuff, you know, right? Out the well, back door or well, somewhere well, well, in the, Nebraska? The, well, the, the, the people that they're selling it to aren't the people that are going to walk into a store and buy weed anyway, though, Todd. Well, it says, it says, it says, uh, let's just say it says, but, you know, we can't even verify this, that um, the sites in question were associated with suspected environment, environmental yeah. violations, including the use of unlawful pesticides and, 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 and first chemicals. of all, you, you know, for a fact that if they found illegal pesticides or different different chemicals that shouldn't be used, they would be harping be on that. Those those would be listed in the thing. Oh, we found. Yeah, it, this is this is this is a big old big old hype story. I feel like that's just yeah. designed to like the bigger the boost, the bigger the bust and be able to justify that's their right, numbers. Yeah. So that way they can get more money for next year. I think this is total pipe dream right here. I feel I feel you on that, Jason. I, I agree with you. I go on that. There's, there's no specifics given. There's no names named. It's just like we made a big bust. Is eighty three trillion dollars that we took off the market? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Pesticides, pesticides, pesticides. Yeah, they're 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 using all the little trigger words. Like I'm surprised. I mean, they could have they could have thrown in there that the, that these people were selling to minors or something. I'm sure they could have added that one in too. <laughs> It could have been fentanyl lace. All these, all these baseless yeah. allegations that they just love to throw around like pasta and see what sticks to the wall. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Gretchen? I see you nodding your head, on, shaking Gretchen. your head. Yeah, ch- ch- yeah. at the bit over yeah, there. Yeah, I see come it. On, I see it, Gretchen. It. Come with it. I got nothing. I don't care about this article. You don't care about this article? <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. This one. Yeah, okay. They're they're knocking down some plants in California. What else is new? Next. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Give me some okay. news, Jason Beck. All right, all right. Well, I mean that is news. And since it is Big Bus Tuesday, oh yeah, we're gonna roll right into our spicy redheaded conservative. That's right, it's Gretchen Gailey. She's the founder of Panoptic Strategies and loves to dress up her dogs in unscrupulous outfits that even PETA would be shocked by. That's right. She loves pineapples. Maybe pineapple upside down cake, but nonetheless, she's the founder of Panoptic Strategies. It is none other than the Gretchen Gailey. Good afternoon. My headline is coming from Marijuana Moment. DOJ says federal appeals court incorrectly decided that gun ban for marijuana consumers is 
unconstitutional. The Justice Department has informed a federal appeals court that it believes a separate court's ruling in a marijuana and gun rights case was incorrectly decided as it seeks a favorable decision in a related lawsuit. In a one-page brief filed on Friday, the federal government notified judges on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit that the separate U.S. Court of Appeals for the 5th Circuit recently deemed the law barring cannabis consumers from buying or possessing firearms to be unconstitutional. DOJ contests the decision in that case, which is also relevant to a lawsuit that the 11th Circuit is considering. That suit, originally filed by former Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, more narrowly concerns the rights of state-registered medical cannabis patients to own guns. But the basic structure of the case is the same. With oral arguments scheduled for next month in the Florida case, the Justice Department said the separate ruling last week departs from the numerous circuit and district court decisions upholding uh, 922G3's constitutionality. In deviating from those precedents, Daniels relied on the Fifth Circuit's prior decision in United States versus Rahimi, a case in which the Supreme Court recently granted the government's petition for a writ of certiorari. It said, referencing a case where the court maintained that law prohibiting people convicted of domestic violence from possessing guns are unconstitutional. For the reasons given in the government's brief in this case, Daniels is incorrectly decided and 922G3 accords with the Second Amendment, according to the Justice Department. An attorney representing Florida medical cannabis patients in the case told Marijuana Moment on Friday that we have reviewed the Fifth Circuit decision and will be prepared to address it at oral argument. The federal firearms ban for cannabis consumers has been challenged in a number of courts, While the Fifth Circuit is the most powerful court to declare the prohibition unconstitutional, two federal district courts have similarly reached that conclusion as well. The core argument at play is based on a U.S. Supreme Court ruling last year that says any firearms restriction must be consistent with the historical context of the Second Amendment's original 1791 ratification. In its decision last week, the Fifth Circuit said that the government failed to effectively argue that the ban has a meaningful historic analog, dismissing its position that gun restrictions imposed in the late 18th and early 19th century on mentally ill, dangerous, and actively intoxicated individuals meets the high standards set by the Supreme Court action. For now, the Fifth Circuit decision renders the ban unlawful in the states of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas. The 11th Circuit, meanwhile, has jurisdiction over Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. If that latter court ultimately upholds the constitutionality of the ban, that would set the stage for the Supreme Court to intervene on amid conflicting circuit holdings. For what it's worth, attorneys for President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who has been charged with buying a gun in 2018 at a time when he's disclosed that he was an active user of crack cocaine, has previously cited the ruling from the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Oklahoma that deemed the firearms ban for marijuana consumers unconstitutional, arguing that it applies to their client's case as well. The Justice Department is appealing the District Court's decision to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. In that federal case, Judge Patrick Weirick dismissed an indictment against a man who was charged under statute in 2022 after police discovered cannabis and a handgun in his vehicle during a traffic stop. The court had similarly determined that the law banning unlawful users of marijuana from possessing firearms violates the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Also in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Texas, a judge ruled that laws prohibiting the sale and transfer of guns to people who use marijuana is also unconstitutional. 
Despite the recent rulings, the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives has maintained that the marijuana firearms ban is unambiguous and enforceable, including in states where marijuana has been legalized. Uh, On that point, I do agree with the ATF. It's pretty unambiguous that it is illegal uh, to purchase a gun if you are a drug user. However, I agree with the court's decisions that it's unconstitutional. I think this is all going to come to a head, and I think DOJ is making such a big argument to keep it uh, un- to keep it constitutional so they can deal with Hunter Biden, frankly. Because um, I think he is going to be the biggest winner out of this whole uh, rigmarole. Hold on a second. Hold uh, on a second, Gretchen. I have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a question. I have okay. a question. I have a question. Yes, you sir. Think, you think that the DOJ is, yeah. is, is which is Joe Biden's <laughs> DEA, which is basically yeah. going and saying, no, Justice Department, you can't do this because we want to prosecute Hunter Biden. Is that what you're telling me? I am telling you, Trump-loving, orange Frito-looking people, that the DOJ is not as corrupt as you freaking think. Yeah, right. Yes, I do think, I think it would make them look a lot better to prosecute good old Hunter Biden. If the DOJ comes out and looks like they're doing him a favor, that ain't good at election time either. Oh, so man. I think it's to their benefit... To still have this be constitutional that you can't sell a gun to uh, cannabis folks. I know you I mean, think they're all in cahoots. They all are in cahoots. I mean, but I think I mean, they're in cahoots to, uh, to look better at election time. They're, they I are mean, they're already, they're already doing that. They're already deal looking falling good. Apart. Merrick Garland's already looking good. He's already looking better. He's just putting know. up Hunter Biden on the, I don't, on the top. I don't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not buying this. This is a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm not buying this shit for a second. <laughs> Do you I mean, I mean, I just want to. I, I do. Donald J. Trump. I do. Nothing's no, ever true when it's your guy. I, I, let's I, let's talk about let's talk true. about facts, though. We've been worried about like Jason doesn't the, believe in facts. We, we've been worried I about the pressure facts. on gun on gun owners with cannabis, um, you know, medical marijuana, like licenses for a long time. But it, it doesn't negate the fact that there's still other laws in this country that'll, you know, That'll bring the cops to your door and boot down your door and take your guns. It's called mm-hmm. red flag laws. And if yep. you don't know about red flag laws, you got to read read into that. In Colorado, they have that too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still it's still un it's unethical, and it's already a protected right of patients, medical patients, to have their medical records private. And government prying into that to then come take your guns and your and your ability to own uh, own weapons and in this country just like it's so ass backwards. Um, but it's this is this is the this is the game we have to play. But it it definitely doesn't surprise me that Oklahoma was the one to protect the gun rights of the cannabis users and medical marijuana patients. That's right, so, Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, well, I'm surprised Florida smoke. isn't jumping on board too. Big, big, I mean, right, Florida right. is well, that, that, open carry I mean, wherever you well, want. The Florida, I mean, Florida, scary, Florida, scary man. They'll Baker act your ass. Well, there. well, Flo- Florida hasn't done hasn't hasn't done this because they only have a medical program as opposed to where Oklahoma has an adult use program. That's what I would say. Yeah, but it's all about medical patients not being able to have a gun, right? I don't I don't I don't think it's all about medical patients. I think they're they're using that as a thing and they're going to just it's it's going to broaden to anyone that uses cannabis for a medical reason, which is basically Well, then they need to federally legalize it, right? Which is based which and is everybody. They allow banking if that happens, right? I, I think someone I mean, on opiates, They don't need to federally legalize. They just need to change the rule on Yeah, they just yeah. exactly. That is, there's that, that, there's yeah, no exactly. there's no such thing as medical ca- med- marijuana or medical ca- 
it's all adult use exactly i mean i mean as as far as the federal government concerned it is all adult use because they've already came out and said that there is no medical benefit to cannabis so so therefore all use is is adult use except for by minors i guess good point you know what i mean what do you guys i'm not saying good point to anything that jason beck has to ever say of course of course (laughs) except for when we have all the sound bites of you saying that i can't believe i'm agreeing with jason beck right now well, we need to make a clip. We need to make a clip. We need to make a clip of that, like a short thirty-second yes. video of her just. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No. Well, this this was Gretchen. Do you think ultimately? I think ultimately these cases are just going to get ran up to the to the to the Supreme Court, and they're going to get adjudicated there. I think in this case, if somebody upholds the constitutionality of it, yes, it will go to the Supreme Court. If these appeals courts keep saying that they are wrong and that it is unconstitutional, I don't think it's going to the Supreme Court. The and Supreme Court gets involved when there's a conflict, Jason Beck. Well, and hold if on. all the lower courts agree that it's unconstitutional, then they ain't getting into it. And, se- and since when, Gretchen, did the GOJ start coming out and questioning GOJ. or saying that judges didn't do, didn't do their job yeah. right and misinterpreted this case? Because normally the DOJ the is just saying, well, because normally the normally DOJ, DEA, they will just basically yeah. say, oh, we'll let the courts decide. Okay, so he let the mm-hmm. courts decide. They didn't get the favorable ruling. So they're saying, oh, no, this judge didn't rule it correctly. Right. Like, they, they, they never do that. They never do that. Yeah, they we never, have very opinionated I wouldn't Supreme say Court that justices. ever. No, they they, they yeah, never do that. I think when, uh, when Bill Barr was uh, appointed to that position, it changed everything. Stop it, it, bro. It stop, stop the stop stop the ridiculousness. Did. Stop did the not. ridiculousness. No. Did it not? No, I'd say I I'd say I say that happened way before way before Barr. Way before yeah. Barr. Or well when, when was the when was the DOJ, the head of the, the DOJ, um the, the when was that a a brand name? When was that a household name before Bill Barr? Uh, what's his face, bro? Uh, Lots Eric, of people Eric, know who the attorney his, yeah, general exactly. is. Always stop it. Yeah, stop with the ridiculousness. Stop with what's his name? That was oh, got the crazy guy Sessions, Jeff Sessions. Jeff well, Sessions. hold on, not even Jeff Sessions, but terrible. the fucking Eric, Eric Holder. Well, Holder was before. Exactly, Sessions. Eric Holder was under Obama. It was the orchestrator of Fast and Furious. Stop, stop the ridiculousness. I mean, we can go back to Robert F. Kennedy. There are plenty of fucking yeah. attorney generals who made the, a name for themselves the, out there. Yeah, stop the craziness. I would think the attorney general is probably one of the more recognized. Uh, administration members yep i would that actually i would say the one i would say the one that, 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 that made it a household in, name that one that made a yeah. household name was bobby actively Kennedy. getting into the politics <laughs> yeah huh? actively I, getting into the day-to-day politics uh, those guys oh, just, i think bill bill barr kind of like i like changed that with his uh his open access to the media i don't know speaking I don't, out to the media the way that he did stop you are you are you are you are so yeah, brainwashed right now rico jeff sessions didn't really say much to the media he, t- he did that. tons of stuff for the media. Are you serious? He did. Who cares about Jeff Sessions? Oh, uh, is, you no, want to go into Eric, Eric, ineffective Eric, Eric, attorney general? Let's talk about Jeff people, Sessions. But he, he, he stayed mum. We're abandoning. Can we talk about pot? We're going to abandon this crazy talk and we're going to go into a commercial and we're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. <laughs> 
Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. You know, sunglasses. You want me to start rattling off attorney general names? I can if you would like. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna wear some sunglasses. Whoa, 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 and whoa, whoa, and whoa. You guys are all just trying to bite my style. Just stop, stop the ridiculousness. But whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing at home, make sure you hit that like button. It really help us with our algorithm over here on YouTube. On top of make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed. Make sure you check out our website www.highat9news.com where you can read every single story that we cover on here today. Share it with your friends friends send it around because we believe that organic growth is the best growth and Gretchen threw on her aviators like Joe Biden keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state local and federal governments is key to success when the future of your business is at stake you need representation as dedicated as you are with a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis hemp and psychedelics knowing where to begin can be a challenge Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. All the neighborhoods scaring everybody? I already do. Oh, I bet you do. do when you walk your dogs in those atrocious outfits, huh, Gretchen? They love those outfits. Uh, you don't know how many people stop us on the street and take pictures and, and think that it's adorable. Those are all the people Todd, with purple wear hair. Your sunglasses. Those are all the people with purple uh, hair. They're Gretchen. in the other room. I can go get them. But, uh, right. Those are all the people with purple hair, Gretchen. It's all right. It's all right. Well, y'all know what? This Golden Voice, Las Vegas-based dope granddaddy is the co-founder of the Smuggleverse and president and founder of Digipath Labs. Comes to the stage. Y'all know who it is. The man with the golden tongue, Todd Duncan. Thank you, Thank you Rico, and Enrico. Happy Rico Day to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> banana, uh, happy Banana my, Republic. <laughs> right, my story out of Lincoln, Nebraska, one of your red states. There, uh, J Dog. Governor Nix's proposal to relax police trainee standards for marijuana and drug use. Governor Jim Pillen has rejected a proposed relaxation in drug use standards to qualify for training as a Nebraska law enforcement officer, saying it could be viewed as watering down of the standards. A panel of state law enforcement officials had recommended the change as part of a broader effort to qualify more applicants for the necessary state training to work in law enforcement. Currently, a, a recruit cannot have used marijuana for 24 months or used a narcotic or other dangerous drug for five years prior to being admitted to the Nebraska Law Enforcement Training Center. Police Standards Advisory Council had proposed to lower the standards to 12 months for marijuana and three years for narcotics. Dylan, in a July 18th letter rejecting the proposed rule change, said he didn't think it was prudent to adopt such a change without data that shows a significant number of applicants are being rejected due to the current drug use standards. He also said it is therefore imperative that we have the necessary data 
before making a policy change that could be perceived as watering down the standards to become a law enforcement officer in the state of Nebraska. He urged the Police uh, Standards Advisory Council to collect all of the data if they wish to resubmit their proposed rule change. This Wednesday, tomorrow, uh, the people counts, or the police council will meet to decide what to do next. Brian Jackson, the president of the council and assistant chief with the Lincoln Police Department, said that he and others on the council are seeking numbers on how many potential recruits have been disqualified due to the current drug standards. Jackson said it was impossible to know how many potential applicants didn't even apply after learning of the drug use standards, but he knows that some applicants have been disqualified after applying due to the current requirements. Jackson also said, there have been people who have been disqualified due to drug standards, but there have been people who have been disqualified for other reasons. Not every idea is a good idea, Jackson added. He said multiple reasons exist for why fewer men and women are seeking to become law enforcement officers. The proposed changes in training center entry requirements come as police agencies across Nebraska and across the nation struggle to attract new recruits, despite recent salary increases at some. Negative publicity about police work inspired in large part by police custody deaths, such as the suffocation uh, of George Floyd during a police stop in Minneapolis, has been blamed for much of it. Meanwhile, laws... Uh, concerning marijuana are relaxing across the country with 23 states including nearby colorado and minnesota allowing recreational use as of june 1st in february the superintendent of the nebraska state patrol described the volume of trooper candidates as its worst it's ever been situation has improved somewhat since then in february the patrol reported 69 vacant posts for state troopers out of an authorized force of 482 uniformed officers. And just recently, the vacant post dropped to 60. They hired nine new troopers. Effing has also improved at the Lincoln Police Department, which hiked its starting pay to $64,000 per year, the highest in the states. Uh, Lincoln TV station KOLN reported last month that Lincoln police were short 27 officers, or about 7% of the force compared to 40 vacancies last year. The proposed rule rejected by the governor included several other changes, though Pillen only mentioned the drug use standards as problematic. The changes were a mixture of new requirements passed by the state legislature to increase professionalism of law enforcement officers and attempts to attract more applicants. The other changes include allowing graduates of home schools to qualify for admittance for law enforcement training, requiring new recruits to undergo psychological testing to determine their fitness for the job, and disqualifying someone who was convicted of threatening violence and not just using it. Do we really care if a potential cop smoked weed or not? I don't. I'm Todd Dankin with High Night News. What do you guys think? I personally hope that the cops are smoking weed. At least when they take it from me, I know that they're going to smoke it and not go and sell it. Right. Or throw it away. God yeah. forbid. I don't believe that they throw it away. I've, I've, I've watched them actually like throw empty a bag on this, on the, on the, uh, on the side of the freeway and then they stomp on it and then just like yeah, try to that. try to mince it. You know what I mean? I've seen, right. I've watched them do that a few times. Yeah. Or, or they empty out the baggie, but they suspiciously are gripping part of that baggie. <laughs> I had one Keep cop one time, the out. first time I ever had cops give me any, any kind of weed back. He's, he like, he like had the baggie 
in his hand and, and did like this. He said, I can't believe I'm doing this. And this was like a captain in like Walnut Creek. So very, very conservative. And this was like late nineties. And he's, he says, he says, uh, he says, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he turns, he turns his head around. And he says, grab what you need for the night. And so he's like, not too much though. And I reached in the bag and grabbed a fucking, grabbed a big old little handful out. So I had some for the night. Yeah. But uh, th- these cops definitely love to love to seize this stuff. And it doesn't surprise me at oh. all that Nebraska is not lowering or loosening their, their policies. I mean, Simon, you know this from, from, uh, from being in Colorado, that the Nebraska state troopers sit right at the border and wait for cars with Colorado plates to come in. So then that way they can pull them over and arrest them for weed. Oh yeah. They, I mean, they, the Nebraska stateies are uh, tricky. They're, they're tricksters up there. They get you with the, uh, with the like, you know, signs that say like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, roadside checks and stuff like that, like highway patrol. And then you get off and then they like, they're right there at the gas station waiting for you like to pull off and, you know, try to stash your stuff. I mean, they're, they'll get you up there, but here's, you know, here's the thing. I mean, cops definitely smoke weed cops, you know, probably indulge in many other substances, but that's neither here nor there. But like, you know, ultimately I've had, I've had probably more like custom, like, you know, glass pipes and, and bongs and rigs and stuff taken by cops than, than weed. I think they like enjoy that stuff just as much as we do. And they know the value of a lot of that stuff. I think and, their kids um, just know how to sell I mean, that you know, shit on funny. eBay. Their kids right, just know right. how to it's sell funny that because, shit on eBay. Right, if you're on. caught with, right. If you're caught with less than an ounce, it's a $300 fine and there's no jail time, right? And if you're caught with between an ounce and a pound, it's a incarceration of three months and $500 fine, right? Oh, so wow. poss- yeah. possible incarceration, right? But I if, mean, you, if you possess edibles, though, it goes up to two years <laughs> uh, with a maximum wow. fine of $10,000. But concentrates, right, concentrates, which is even worse... Yeah, uh, concentrates worse. in excess of 10% THC by weight. Uh, if you even have it, you'll be accused of manufacturing, possessing, and intent to distrib- uh, di- uh, distribute. Controlled and, substances. Uh, yeah, and 20 years in prison. Like cannabis, do, they consider a vape cart, do they consider a vape cart a concentrate yeah. in that same sense, Todd? Yep. Yes, they do. They Interesting. Do. And yeah, it's crazy. 20 years in prison and a fine of $25,000. And just uh, as you were saying, Saman, you've lost all these pipes and bongs. You know, possession of drug paraphernalia, pipes, bongs, yeah. rolling papers, or vape pens is a legal infraction and uh, a fine of $100. <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing that, that we have to consider is, like, medical reciprocity is, like, you know, the, I think the cases for that, like, if you're traveling, your medical patient, you're traveling from one uh, medical state to another, and maybe you're going through a non-medical state or, like, because, I mean, everyone... I mean, in this country, every every state is kind of uh, has some form of law. I mean, there's very few. What what, what number are we at? Well, like, we're, I mean, like we're, we're only 40... we're only at 38 states, Simon. 38 states, 38 states. OK, so we're close. We're close. Well, that, so that we're means close. there's 12 we're... that have absolutely nothing on the books. Right. And so you're going right. to be passing through those states. I mean, if you get pulled over and you have cannabis and you have an active medical marijuana license in the state of your residence um, and you're traveling to a state that has medical reciprocity with that state, there may be a case. But I mean, it's a it's a gamble. Um, I mean, it's it's I'll just what, uh, it's sad. If, if you are driving, it's sad. If you are going to drive through Nebraska or Kansas or any other of these states, Idaho, and you are carrying pipes or bongs or rigs or anything else like that, make sure that they are completely spotless and look basically brand new because any type of residue right. in there, they are going to charge you with that. Definitely. Okay, well, for, 
tobacco use hold only. Hold on, hold on, you know, hold on. Number one, no offense. Am I on mute? What? What the? Fuck? We hear you. We hear you, no. Gretchen. We hear you loud and clear. We hear All you. All y'all, one hundred percent. No offense, are wrong. No, we're it not. It is illegal. <laughs> Shut up. It's illegal crossing state lines. Illegal. I don't care if they have reciprocity. Any lawyer is going to tell you this shit's illegal. That's so don't be taking any legal advice from this crowd. I'm not. We're not giving legal advice. I'm just. I'm saying it that there's like going to be an uptick. There's going to be an uptick in in these kinds of cases. I didn't realize I put my law hat on. Be medical par- don't do yeah, it. Just because it's illegal, mm-hmm. people are still doing it, though, right? I mean, it's just because it's illegal. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No one's giving legal advice. There, there, there is no. Hold on. There is no one. There is. There has no been nobody. Is not the law firm to hold hear on. From. Hold on a second. There has been no one that has gone into Colorado and bought an ounce of weed and has a, has an ounce of packaged. Colorado weed and drives into Nebraska that is getting charged with crossing a state line. They're getting charged with possession of an ounce of weed. They are not getting charged right. with crossing a state line. So, so I, although Jason I do Beck, agree with you that you are correct, you are correct about the correct. law. You are correct about the law. But I what I'm correct. saying, as far as the enforcement that's actually happening, they're not doing that. Okay. Until well, somebody on this show meets that one cop. If you guys do get in trouble in, in Nebraska, make sure you guys. Um, call back, back, call and Jason. Back, <laughs> back, back, back. Omar, Omar is going to tell you it was fucking illegal. Why? I, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with it's you. It's definitely that illegal. illegal. We're agreeing. agreeing. We're, we're, we it all agree illegal. with that. We all agree with that. I'm just saying that there is no Man. enforcement being enforced I, on that portion right. of it. That's and what I'm telling. And you. I simply said that there's going to be an uptick in the in the defense. And, and of it's these so funny patients. to see you being such a flip flopper, Gretchen. Because I, hold on, hold on a second, yeah. hold on a second. Because when we were having this conversation yeah. about it was Kentucky or North Carolina or one of these things that the the, the, the cops yeah. were saying that they're not going to yeah. press charges on anybody traveling yeah. to one state, whatever. Yeah. And I was uh-huh. clearly stating that that's a violation of crossing state lines. And you were like, right. oh, no, 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 they'll be fine. They're no, no, not, no, 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 That is not You're what our bet was, which you have not you, paid you, you, as you might would as like well to bring it up again. You might as well get some shoes from Rico's as I closet. Nobody will go to jail. Slide your slides on. I did not say it was not illegal. Slide your slides on. And because of that, Mr. As you have confirmed now for our entire listenership, that I was correct. No one went to jail, so thus you owe me a hundred dollars. When are you gonna pay off that fucking bet, Jason Beck? Uh, that bill's been been paid been paid off, Gretchen. Yeah. Bullshit! No, uh, the only one you that. paid. No, was I paid the you for two of them. No, I paid you. I paid you for two bets, Gretchen. I Check the Venmo. Check the Venmo, girl. Check the Venmo. Oh, he mm-hmm. doesn't know how to Venmo. All he knows is how to say the check is in the mail. That's right. I tell and her. And then, oh, that damn send federal postal system lost it. That's Jason Beck's send me, favorite. Send me a pre-addressed envelope. And capital jag off is Jason Beck. Yep. Who's next? <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear Saman's story. Oh, yeah. Coming up next. Coming up next. That's right. It is Saman. Saman Razani. He's the man who reminds women over 50 how to say hello again. That's right. It is Mr. Saman Razani. Oh, thank you. And thank I'm you, sorry, might be Saman, might before be you, Saman, Saman, before you get started, can you just tell me how you're telling women how to say hello over 50 again? Is there something I'm missing here? Yeah, he's well, he's the formulator for absolutely. a product called Hello Again. Which product? 
a product. Have you not? Have you not? Hello again. It's a vaginal suppository. I'm not over 50, so I don't need to say hello again. So me and my wonderful partner. Hold on, Jason. I got. I got this. I got this, Jason. Me and my me and my wonderful me and my wonderful partners at hello again, Carrie Mapes and Patty Pappas. Uh, we got together uh-huh. and um, we we came up with a product that helps women that are dealing with the um, annoying ailments of menopause. And we okay. it's all natural product. It's all oil based. And we have a we have a, a daytime and a sleep based product. And, you know, it's it's been very effective. We've formulated with the intent of like, you know, relieving some of these symptoms, but without, you know, kind of drastically changing like you know the uh you know the psyche and and your daily routine so as of as like uh four years ago we launched into the california market um we recently won sec uh, uh second place in the topicals category of the uh uh, 2023 Emerald Cup Award. So that was really cool for us. We also um, make two other SKUs. We have a, a, a men's, like a, you know, period SKU, a menstruation SKU, and a uh, hangover, believe it or not. So these are, you know, vaginal suppositories. Um, I'm, you know, the hangover one, I'm sure, you know, a- anybody can go wild. Um, but it's, uh, it's just a novel approach to some of these, like, you know, natural occurring things that, you know, especially women cannot um, avoid. And it's just an age based thing. So um, the the goal is to just create a better lifestyle with cannabis in general. And that's how, that's kind of my approach to, you know, uh, naturopathy and, and natural medicines is if you can't create a better situation for someone in their life, then what good is this thing really? I mean, smoking, it's great. You know, we all like to enjoy the come on, novel. Come on. We got to um, we got to you know, we got to get to the story. Some so. more. All right, oh, all right, well, this is, this is You're story. welcome this for is the commercial. Story. Okay. So this will be well, your story instead of your real story. All right. No, on. no, I can tell the real story too. But I, all I got to say is like, that's the whole point of natural medicine. Make your life better. Um, use it daily. Use it in many different ways and, um, you know, have fun with it. So thanks. Thanks for the uh, plug there, Gretchen. Appreciate that. You're welcome. And thank you for helping the ladies say hello again. And that is how Saman Razani reminds women over 50 to say hello again. Um, so (laughs) let me, let me read my, my hilarious story, more (laughs) fake news, more, more inflated value of cannabis. It's Canadian weed too. So we know it's inflated police sees hundred million dollars of cannabis during shutdown of illegal grow up in Ontario. This comes from the global news. Close to hundred million in illegal cannabis was seized during a raid on a massive grow up in Brantford, Ontario last Wednesday. Police say 18 people were arrested in connection with the shutdown at an industrial building in the city's south end of Mohawk Street near Crandall Avenue. Officials with the Joint Task Force say the investigation began in July and resulted in some 83,000 cannabis plants in various stages of growth being confiscated. Hey, Todd, you might want to get on that calculator because we better we better check these facts. Close to 5,000 pounds of dried cannabis with an estimated street value of $12,869,500 was also seized. An investig- uh, investigators estimate the entire haul taken during the seizure was around $96 million. Fake news. Just smell it already. And uh, that's, you know, the short and uh, sweet facts of the story. So let's just let's just see here. I don't think all the cannabis in all of Canada is worth $100 million at this point. I don't know. Someone correct not me even, if I'm wrong. Maybe someone close. in our audience. 
Um, but you know, this is just this is just ridiculous. Um, the fact that the fact that like this is, I guess this is you know the the opposite of inflating your 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 value for your for the stock market. It's like, hey, you know, if, if everyone thinks these cannabis companies are still making ninety six million dollars, maybe maybe these EFTs still have a chance at the end of the day. We know we you never know, but. Um, this is just kind of crazy. I don't think there's that much value there, and it's Canada. Let's just be real. Um, you know, they have too much weed that they can't sell because it's all boof. What do you guys think, bro? That's a valuation of twenty six hundred dollars a pound. <laughs> that's there's insane, no right? They 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 may be getting twenty six hundred a pound after they sell it all in products. Okay, that's the probably the closest they're going to get to twenty six hundred a pound in Canada. Yeah, that's 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 real. That's real. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I I don't know what their I don't know what the goal is for anybody even growing illegal weed in Canada. It's like kind of pointless up there. I mean, it's kind of pointless anywhere at this this stage. So, you know, this is just uh, just just a look into the future, foreshadowing of uh, more and more of this nonsense. Somebody somebody really needs to do a a public expose of these police calculators. <laughs> like, like, we need to, we need to come up with a quantifier. Uh, we need to give them California, the market value. No, we need to get a we need to Canada? like an Angie's list, or a Roberto's list of all the, well, the current well, the, market the, the value of products so the, they can get it right. The, the DEA quantifies well, what is, what everything. What is cannabis going for in Ontario? Well, hold, hold, hold on. The DEA quantifies cannabis at $25 a gram. Okay. Well, this That's is the their DEA, base. number one. Well, number I'm, just, two. I'm, I'm just saying, yes. hold, I'm just using that as, as a baseline, okay? Because if we're going to talk about markets, because, but at the same time, too, one thing I think it's important for everyone to realize when they create these numbers is that when they do these raids, let's just say you have a lot of products, okay, of prepackaged products. They're going to weigh all of those products all together with all the packaging and everything and say you have like jars of peanut butter as an edible and whatnot. They're going to weigh all of that to get whatever kind of weight that they're trying to, to, to come to and then they are going to divide that by $25 to come up with look, see, see, look, you look at uh, cannabis benchmarks in Canada right now is saying uh-huh. that um, this week's price equates $1,600 per pound mm. not $2,700 yeah. oh man they they put so it's only 50 million of cannabis yeah <laughs> well I mean I don't even man, this what is, was the poundage how much how much Simon did they um they said five thousand pounds let me see here um yeah five thousand pounds of dried cannabis but they did their investigation began in july and resulted in eighty three thousand cannabis plants being confiscated that they valued at a thousand dollars each so growing plants at a thousand dollars a thousand dollars man what if these were all cuttings man I mean, I mean, you never know. It's probably they're probably counting cutting. They're, they're counting. They're counting it all, sure. bro. They're counting every single thing. Oh yeah. They're well, counting. either way, that's I mean, that gets that nowhere picture, near hundred million. I don't know right. what the fuck they're talking. If that about. picture is really their bust, you know, there's all the everything else that's in there too. All the medium that they're using could be dirt, could yep. be yep. wool, could be all whatever. That. Yep, they're gonna weigh all that too. Mm-hmm. But um, 100%. I'm I'm gonna roll in. I'm gonna roll into this last story since it's Big Bust Tuesday today over here. Dude, there's, there's this, one minute left in the show. Is, Why do this, you always do it this? It only takes one Come minute. On. It only Some takes one minute for this. Some of us got other shit to do. Well, Gretchen, Washington State <laughs> busts unlicensed marijuana retailers in stings. That's right. Oh Washington yeah. Oh yeah. So not not breaking news. No, Same old news. Yeah, that's why I said it's Big Bust Tuesday. 
Washington State's right. marijuana regulator seized cannabis from two unlicensed businesses after undercover investigations, and it's recommending prosecutors pursue felony charges in both cases. Undercover officers in of, of the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Control Board, LCB, bought illicit cannabis from Caveman Medicine in Tacoma on August 10th, the agency said in a news release. The regulator and local police searched the business, seizing roughly 50 pounds of marijuana products, including a large quantity of cannabis concentrates and cannabis-infused edible products being offered for sale, according to the release. In a quote, many of the cannabis-infused products would have been illegal to sell in the regulated marketplace, including products exceeding THC serving size limits and products that are especially appealing to children. The retailer also had a smoking lounge that was, an, in quotes, an illegal cannabis club, the LCB said. The investigation, in quotes, began in response to public complaint of illegal cannabis sales. So that means there was an angry Karen involved. And the LCB said it was recommending felony charges to the local prosecutor for this. Mm-hmm. So it's Cave big man. bust. Yeah, cannabis, caveman cannabis in Tacoma, man. Washington. Big bus Tuesday. Well, how do you today. feel about the? Uh, yeah, Jay. How do you feel about the um, illegal, you know, stores being busted? I mean, bro, there, people are always going to be getting busted for weed until we have full descheduling, Todd. There's always yeah. going to be this thing happening. It's just, it's just. Yeah, reality. but you were against the growers getting up. Uh, no, I'm not. No, no. Busted. Slow down, slow down. You're no. taking my words out of context. You're taking my words out of context. That's cute, Rico. That's you cute. heard him say that, right? No, no. You're, hey, try, you're trying to. You're trying to equate. I've heard everything from out of Jason's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to equate too much into reading into too much of of, of whatever. I, and I told you, Todd, that this story involved retail. I told you before. Don't let, oh, don't, I know. let don't let don't let the bad become the enemy of the good. Exactly. Right, That's what I always tell people all the time. <laughs> don't let the bad become the enemy of the good. Exactly right. With, Words to live by. And with, and, with, and with that, thank you all for joining us for another episode of High at Nine News. <laughs> Catch us live weekdays, <laughs> nine a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love, giving getting their comments live on the big screen, and to the live audience members and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in for the conversations on the daily headlines that we give you every single day. To our vetted correspondent team showing up and tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table. Our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, all our sponsors keeping the lights on and the AV struggles to a minimum. And of course, the lovely Zsa Simone holding us down on the other platforms too. Um, as always, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason we show up and read these headlines every single day. Thank you. It has been Tuesday. Big bust Tuesday. <laughs> bust in georgia's over yeah uh, august 6th, august 15th 2023 the show's over you've all been blessed with the top industry headlines hope it's enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow which is hump day what's, what's, what's tomorrow man? today's big bus tuesday what, what's wednesday man tomorrow's hump day we need, we need a theme we need a theme for well, we, we got to see what the stories are involving i mean we had three, hash humping we had three humping wednesday we had three three <laughs> stories wednesday. today that involved bus so gonna, that's the only reason gonna why give we it give it with. give it to saman the man the the the, the man putting the pause in to men <laughs> uh yo all those all those guys are all, all those men that are married to those women are very happy fyi but anyway that's, that's um, all i gotta man. say I all i gotta say is do you have real today's a new that? day 
today's a new day, people. Get up, get after it, be positive, share your positivity, collaborate with your people around you, and make a and make the community ties stronger. And uh, that's my message for today. Thank you from all of us here at Hyatt Nine News. Peace out, Tuesday.